I'm Jennifer Nielsen. This is Let It Glow, episode 31. Boundaries are a girl's best friend, part one. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, hello. I have been looking forward to doing this podcast for a very long time. This really is one of my favorite topics. So get out your paper and your pencil because you're going to want to take a lot of notes today. And you're probably wondering why I've waited so long to do this one. Well, it's because it's so important to me. I've been a little gun shy. I want to do it justice because literally this topic has changed my life. I might be sounding a little dramatic, but it is true and it can change your life too. And that's why it will become your best friend, (laughs) one that you will take with you everywhere you go because it's fabulous. And there's so much information out there right now around boundaries. And I really was mindful as I was planning this today, knowing that I'm going to be doing this again. This is part one for a reason because there's so much information. And so I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go through today, and then I'm going to have other episodes where we can continue to go over this so that you really get an understanding of boundaries and how they work. And just to start, this quote that I love, it's called, and then I learned the spiritual journey had nothing to do with being nice. It was about being real, authentic, having boundaries, honoring my space first, others second. And in this space of self-care, Being nice just happened. It flowed, but it was not motivated by fear, but love. And I somehow left off the author of that quote, and I do apologize because it really is one of my favorites. And really, when we think about where boundaries originated, Christ was the author of boundaries. He was all about boundaries. He does not project himself into our lives. He is there for us. We need to ask. He respects our boundaries. And the truth about boundaries is if you don't set them, no one is going to do it for you. That is the bottom line. It just doesn't work. So I'm here today to help you do this. Are you excited? Because I am so excited. So I'm, I'm not kidding about the paper and the pencil because there is a lot I'm going to be sharing today. So get comfortable, get your blanket, sit in a chair and start listening and writing because this is really, really good. So the first thing is, is what, what, the signs that you need boundaries. How do you even know if you need boundaries? Well, I'm going to tell you. Number one, you are indecisive. You allow others to make your decisions for you. Number two, you end up in codependent relationships. Are your relationships full of drama? Are you in a controlling relationship where either you're the one that's controlling or you're being controlled? Number three, you have a hard time saying no to people. No is a one-word sentence. Remember that. And here's the next one. Number four, you have a lot of guilt and shame. So whether you're saying no or whether you say yes, you just feel this guilt and shame. Number five, you put other people's needs before your own. That is a really big one. 
There is nothing noble about being a sacrificial lamb, ladies. Number six, you feel responsible for other people's happiness. You're a fixer. I can relate to that as a former fixer. Number seven, oh, another one for me that I can relate with. You are often the victim. I didn't even know what boundaries were. I didn't even know what being a victim was. But I'm here today to help you really understand this so that you can change these patterns. Number eight, you feel exhausted. It is exhausting when you don't have boundaries. It will zap the life out of you. Number nine, you overshare. Maybe you tell too much about yourself to others. Maybe you just feel like you just diarrhea mouth sometimes. Number 10, you're passive aggressive. It's where you feel one way, but you do something different. It's when you're not really listening to your soul or where it's not congruent your outer actions with your inner feelings. And then it makes you silently bitter. And you just end up begrudging what you're doing because you're not doing it because you want to do it. Number 11, you don't feel respected. Well, if you're doing some of these behaviors, well, then you can understand why. Number 12, you're a people pleaser. You feel like you have to earn love. I am a recovering people pleaser. It is not serving anyone. Number 13, you struggle with self-confidence. And number 14, you have a secret fear of being abandoned or rejected. So I just want you to take a minute here before we jump to the next topic around boundaries and really stop and see how these might apply to you. Because if I'm being honest, I've done all of these multiple times. And even now, even when I know better, there's times that I still slip backwards. But I know when I'm doing that because I know what boundaries are. So take the time again to think about what might apply to you so that you can actually think about it. And then I'll move later in the podcast how you can actually create boundaries and make those changes. So one thing I do want to clarify here is what boundaries are not. Because again, there's just a lot of buzz around boundaries. You get on Instagram, there's books. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. And it's, it should be because they are so great. But sometimes things kind of get misconstrued about what boundaries are. And then we don't have the proper information. And then we think we're having boundaries, but actually we're not. So I'm here to make sure that you do not do that. So listen up. Boundaries are not a wall. Number one, I will talk about this for at least a minute because that is such a misconception. Because really what a wall does is it gives you a false sense of safety and security. It keeps love out and it keeps the pain out too. But in all of that, it just constructs loneliness. Because then we can't connect with others. We can't hurt others. They can't hurt us. But in the end, we have to have access to all feelings and emotions If we're going to feel love, we have to be willing to feel the pain. I love this quote by Steve Arterburn. When you hate yourself and fear the prospect of anyone finding out who you really are, you build a wall. So just think about that. Sometimes we think that boundaries come in the way of a wall and keeping people out and not feeling things and not dealing with things. And that's really not what a boundary is is designed to do. Number two, boundaries are not avoidance. And that ties a little bit in with a wall, but sometimes we think that by avoiding and not dealing with something that we're having boundaries. Well, we're not really healing unless we're dealing with things. And if we're avoiding, we're not dealing. So number three, boundaries don't always mean the end of a relationship. 
I think people often get that misconception that they have to keep people out of their life that, that you know, they're, they're toxic or they're this or they're that. But there are ways to keep people in your life that may be difficult without ending that relationship. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Boundaries do not make you mean. Boundaries are never about the other person. You're stepping out from where you need to be without making demands or nagging them. It's about you setting boundaries and about deciding what you need and what you want. Boundaries are not a way to label others. Now, again, it goes back to they're toxic, they're this. We love to label other people. But in the end, that is none of our business, what they do. What is our business is how we respond. And not labeling others and really looking at where we're at is the healthy way to have a boundary. And we're going to talk about healthy boundaries too. Number seven, boundaries are not a form of punishment. Think about that one. Number eight, boundaries are not meant to control anyone else but you. And that's what I love about boundaries is we don't have to wait for someone else to change to figure out what we want in our lives and how we want that to look. Number nine, boundaries are not set in stone. They can always be changed at any time because as you change, things will change around you and what you can tolerate or what you can't tolerate will change. Number 10, it's not about being right or wrong, about making someone else wrong or about you being right. And you don't need to even defend or explain or even announce your boundaries. I don't believe in announcing boundaries. I'm putting a boundary on you. No, the boundary is about you. It's not about them or making them right or wrong. Number 11, boundaries are not built on guilt. Number 12, boundaries are not based on fear or anger. Anytime you come from a place of anger or fear, it is not helping you. Number 13, boundaries are not to limit your joy, but to protect your joy. So again, I want you to take a little time here just to kind of think about some of these things that we've been talking about, because there's a lot here that I'm throwing at you. I get it. But there's there's so many different ways to break this down. And so we've talked about signs that you need boundaries, and we've talked about what boundaries are not. Let's talk about what boundaries are. Number one, they are lying. Sorry, number one. They are a line that you draw in the sand around yourself that prevents pain and suffering of the past from perpetuating itself. Number two, boundaries are kind. Number three, boundaries set limits and expectations. Number four, boundaries create an open line of communication. Because we're not going to be doing that passive-aggressive stuff if we're being open and really communicating what we want and how we feel. Number five, boundaries create a healthy community. Number six, boundaries bring authentic relationships and they foster vulnerability. This is what you want in your life, ladies, I promise. Number seven, boundaries create freedom. Number eight, boundaries are based in truth, in reality, not in our illusions. And number nine, boundaries bring joy. So if you really think about what boundaries can bring into your life, isn't it kind of a cool idea and something you want to to really work on? Because these things are available and waiting for you if you have boundaries. 
I love the last one. They are meant to bring joy into your life. And here's an important thing to remember as we talk about communication is that if things aren't working for you and you're not communicating that, the only person you have to blame is yourself. People cannot change things if you don't communicate a need or an expectation. So it's important that you communicate what you need because we can't expect people to do something if we don't tell them what we need. So I'm going to take a few minutes here to talk about more specifically what boundaries are and what a personal boundary is. And there's four boundaries that can be crossed. Physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual. And the first one is physical. It's it's that you know your comfort zones, that you have physical boundaries, healthy boundaries, that we can determine who comes around us and when. And how physical boundaries are violated is through violence, incest, or neglect. And how do you repair these boundaries? We determine how and when people enter our space. We trust our senses. We speak what is comfortable. The next one is an emotional boundary. These protect us like an emotional shield. They help us determine which emotions are ours and letting us deflect emotions that are not ours. When we have emotional boundaries, we can honestly determine our feelings about any situation. So how are emotional boundaries violated? Through role reversal, like when the mom is acting, expecting the child to play the adult role. Emotional incest, when we're sharing things with children that they are not prepared to hear. Shaming and humiliation are huge. And then enmeshment. And enmeshment is when you don't know where one person starts and another person begins. It's like, uh, like when you're just so enmeshed with like a mother and a son. Or I remember the example that, I, that I've heard in the past was when you have like a 21-year-old or 22-year-old young man that can't leave home, doesn't know how to be separate from his parents or from his, his mom or it's just there's just that 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 connection that is not healthy. So how do we repair repair an emotional boundary? So it's important to write when things feel bad. Write about your shame, about your feelings, and trust those feelings. Distinguish between what you feel and what others feel, and make sure that there's a separation in that. Just like that young man, to know that he is independent from his mom, from his dad. The next one is what they call the crazy-making boundary. It's the intellectual boundary. So a healthy intellectual boundary lets us trust how we view the world. It allows us to know what we want and what we need. And it helps us to sort out our desires from others. So how is that violated? Denial. Appearances are everything. The good times are enshrined and the bad times are forgotten. You are crazy if you think something is wrong here. So for example... You have a a father that struggles with alcohol abuse and the children come home and he's crashed out on the couch and they're thinking something's not right here. Dad's drunk. The mom comes in thinking she's protecting the children and says, you know what? Dad is really tired. He worked late last night at work. He's just taking a nap. So basically what you're doing is denying the children of saying what is so. It makes them question their own sanity and what they're seeing and what is true. And so it's so important that we really understand intellectual boundaries, how that we perceive things, and then how we are 
presenting things to the people in our lives. Because remember, boundaries are a two-way street. We were either crossing boundaries at times in our lives or we have had boundaries, our boundaries have been crossed. And so that's why I just love helping you see what all this is about so that you can change that. So how do you repair intellectual boundaries? Journal writing, again, is huge. Daily description of events. What you like and what you dislike and what you desire and honoring that and holding to that. Trust your perceptions of life. Don't let others tell you what is so. Trust yourself. The next one is a spiritual boundary. A spiritual boundary gives us this sense that we are not earthly beings trying to become spiritual, but spiritual beings in human form. This spiritual boundary allows us to believe there is a power in the universe greater than ourselves. It lets us embrace our humanness. So how is this violated? And I've seen this happen way too many times. But God is used as a punishment. We become fearful or terrified of God. And how is this repaired? We really have to start by beginning to accept our humanity. Treat ourselves with gentleness and know that God is loving, accepting, and He's a forgiving God. And maybe an affirmation that you can do on a daily basis is, I am a beloved child of God. I am allowed to make mistakes. I am protected and supported in the loving hands of God. Because that is the truth. Boundaries like to blur the lines with things. But here we're going to stay in this place of truth as we set boundaries. And the number one most important truth of all is that you are loved by God. And that will never change. And really learning where others end and where we begin takes practice. Setting our limits with others, it takes courage. And in the end, you will have a clearer identity and a stronger sense of integrity and dignity when you can learn to set and honor these boundaries. So now here's the part you have all been waiting for. How do we set boundaries? How do we do this? Number one, be in tune with your own feelings and needs. Number two, express how you really feel. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to others. Don't say what they want to hear. That does not create deep connections when there's not honesty and truth. Number three, behave according to your own beliefs and values. Number four, stop trying to fix or change someone. You're not their savior. We already have one. You don't need to rescue anyone. Number five, say no without guilt is the important part. Say no without guilt. And number six, say yes because you want to, but not out of obligation. Number seven, not doing more than you're able to do. Number eight, another sign of a healthy boundary is treating your body with respect. Number nine is to take responsibility for you and your happiness. That is your job. Everyone else's happiness is their job. Number 10, take time for self-care. Number 11, choose who you want to spend your time with or who you follow on social media. How often do we get flustered and annoyed with people or things that we're seeing and we keep watching it, we keep bringing these people into our lives? Well, that's on you. Number 12 is knowing who you are. Number 13, and probably the most important one of all, is loving yourself. 
And this is one of those things that as we learn to love ourselves, we will just naturally want to set boundaries and we will naturally have more to give others in a more authentic way than ever before. And as I had kind of put this out there that I was going to be doing boundaries, I I asked for some of you to send me some suggestions of situations in your lives where maybe you need help with boundaries. And it was just an overwhelming response was in adult relationships with family. Like that was like across the board where I think most people struggle with boundaries. So here we are, your wish is my command. We're going to discuss that right now. So basically, my boundaries communicate what I want and what I don't want in relationships. So understand that, that you as an adult are responsible to create the kind of relationships that you have. It is up to you as an adult to set boundaries and respect others' boundaries in return. Remember, boundaries are a two-way street. It goes both ways. We don't want to cross each other's boundaries. We don't want to get in other people's business. And I love this quote by Byron Katie. I can only find three kinds of business in the universe. Mine, yours, and God's. So if you really understand that, it kind of just tells you what boundaries are and what is our business and what isn't our business. Because really what boundaries, what happens when boundaries are crossed is when we're getting in other people's business or when they're getting into our business. And so really what's great about this is that boundaries are meant for the ones you want in your life because you get to choose who's in your life. And that's what's so great about this. And like I said, as I've had people reaching out to me and I've worked with lots of people around boundaries and and family relationships, because like I said, those are the hardest. But the good news in all of this is that you get to choose who is in your life. I've said that before. I'll keep repeating it because you get to choose. So there's this little fear, this nervousness when it's family that's involved, that somehow they are, you know, they're our family. We're supposed to be together forever. They have to be in our lives. But really, we can keep them in our lives, but not in our intimate space. So let me explain that for you. So if we look at like three layers of a circle, the inner circle is those people that we value the most, the ones that we want to have the most contact with, the ones that we want to be the most intimate with, that we feel the safest with. That's who should be in the inner circle. And that that may be family. It may not be family. So then the next circle, the second circle, is where you have those that you want to be close with, but maybe not as intimate with. So they're not going to be as involved in your day-to-day lives, but they're still in your life. Now we have the third, the outer circle. So we don't have to exile people from our lives, but we can put them in that outer third circle and say, you know what? We're going to have limited contact or maybe no contact, but you're not going to be as close with these people. And it is very likely that you're going to have family members in that third circle. And that is okay. Because there are times when boundaries just aren't enough, that sometimes you can't create boundaries with certain people. That's it. Sometimes it just takes not having contact with certain people. Now, in a perfect world, if we were fully evolved, we could truly handle anything from anyone if we really were like, had it all figured out, but we're human beings and that doesn't always happen and that's very hard to do. So just understand that you have the option where people fit into your life. Just because they're family does not mean they get to be in that inner circle. They have to, they have to be there because they, they, you feel safe with them and you have that comfort with that person. You get to choose who those people are. So kind of think about that when you start getting a little bit flustered about, 
you know, family members and that kind of that inner conflict starts happening. You can keep them in your life, but maybe at an arm's length. Second circle is a great place to be, even third circle. The whole idea here is that you're having authentic, healthy relationships. And if you can't have that with someone at at that inner circle level, it's better to maintain a healthy relationship, maybe on the second circle, than having them in that intimate part of your life where it creates conflict and it creates um, drama. We don't want drama. And so again, it's important that you communicate what you want to those who are in your inner circle, that, that you have that level of safety with them, and even in the second circle. So the way that we do this is we set a boundary. And now I talked about this earlier. How is someone supposed to do something different if you don't tell them maybe what you need? Well, it's much simpler than you think. There are two steps, and it goes like this. There's someone that you want to have in your life in that inner circle or that second circle. And maybe right now they're crossing those boundaries and they did, maybe they don't even know it. If you value that relationship enough, you will take the time to explain to them what you need. And it goes like this. If you blank, fill in the blank, then I will blank, fill in the blank. So it could be if you treat me like this or if you try to control what I'm eating or if you try to punish me or stonewall me, then I will take a time out. I will take a break. If you do this, then I will do this. Or if you're able to be around me and be kind and considerate, then I will be happy to have you at our family parties. But it's understanding that if this, then this. So that there's a clear understanding because if we love someone, we want to give them the benefit of figuring it out because maybe they don't know what they're doing wrong or what's not working for you again. So I have this great client that I've been working with and she has just kind of some drama in her family and she's now moved away. She's living on her own and it was time for her to go back home and visit her family. And it was about an hour drive from where she lived. And she's, as we were working together, she's starting to get angst and kind of wound up about going home. And she wants to have this relationship with her family. And so I tried to help her figure out how to do this in a way that she didn't feel trapped, that she had boundaries. Because again, it's not about saying, you guys bug me, you you need to fix this and this and this if I'm going to come home. That's different than asking for a need and then what you're willing to do. A demand is different than a need. Okay? So In this case, what we helped her do is she had an escape route. So she knew that going home at any moment, she could leave, that she had permission to leave. Like before she went, she knew at any moment she could get in her car and drive that hour back home again. She was not trapped. She always had the option to leave or even to go in the other room or to go outside. But she, instead of feeling trapped and nervous and anxious, she went into that situation knowing that she had a plan. So we met later after she'd gone home and she was like, wow, it was so much different this time. I didn't have that anxiety and that nervousness and they didn't even bug me as bad because I knew that if they were bugging me, I could leave. And so then I kind of let things go and I didn't feel that feeling of like being suffocated or trapped. So understanding that you always have an escape plan, that if as you have boundaries, that is your way of creating that space so that things that aren't working for you are not in your life. You always have the option to step away. 
But again, it's not about telling other people how to adapt to you. It's just taking that opportunity for you to kind of step away. So I know that's kind of, it can be a little bit confusing because there are those times that I do think it's important to say, if you do this, then I will do this so that people understand that you have that communication. But sometimes that is not possible. So you have to figure out other ways to take a time out or to separate from people. So I hope this has been helpful today. Usually I do a little dig example at the end, but I feel like I've given you so much to digest today that we're going to skip it just today, but we'll be back on it for the next podcast. But I want you to listen to this last quote. It's, it's beautiful. It says, love yourself enough to set boundaries. Your time is precious. Your energy is precious. You get to choose how you use it. You teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will and won't accept. Anna Taylor. Isn't it beautiful and exciting to know that we can figure out a different way? We don't have to have drama in our life. We don't have to have family issues. We don't have to have angst and stress and and arguing. Like all of those things we can step away from with boundaries. They help us to do that because we get to choose what we engage in, what we don't engage in, when we're around people and when we're not around people. And this is a lot of information. I get it. And that's why, again, I want to encourage you, if you're listening and if this sounds like something you need help with, join me in my eight-week coaching program. We're going to touch on this and many, many, many other topics. And we're going to dig really deep. And we're going to have accountability. You're going to have assignments. You're going to have opportunities to apply these principles. And I'm going to be there to help you every step of the way work through this. Just imagine starting from a place where maybe you are right now or maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you feel like you don't even know how to have boundaries and you are in these relationships where there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of stress. Imagine in eight weeks from the time that you start this coaching program to having less drama, more connection, more happiness, more purpose in your life. That is what is possible with this eight-week coaching program. I am so excited about it and I would love for you to join me. But in the end, I'm here for you. Listen to these podcasts. There's a lot of information here. And you're always free to reach out to me. Look at my website. You can contact me through that. It's www.let-it-glow.com. I want to support you in whatever way that looks like. Because I've been in a place where I had no clue what boundaries were. I was ran by everything around me. I was just a victim of every situation. Whatever came my way, I just felt like I took it on like a sponge. But no more. Boundaries have become my best friend. And thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.